less than 2,000. The podcast. So I watched it the other day. When I got that text this morning that you actually had watched Terminator 2, I, I about fell out of my chair. I, I I swore neither one of us would ever be able to watch that movie again. We saw it so many times. We That was the quintessential movie growing up. We watched the shit out of it. On VHS, we wore that tape out. I swear there was one week I watched it every afternoon. It, it was it was such a good movie. I remember having the the uh, box set of both of them, the VHS with Terminator One and Two, and it was like my my biggest prized possession. Since then, I have watched it twice. I watched it about ten years ago, and I watched it last night because we watched the hell out of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I I, I want to watch. I want to go back and watch it again. I could recite about every single line of that movie. Without even thinking of it, I could I could I could play that movie in my sleep. I've seen it so many times. That one in Ghostbusters, I know line by line. Yeah, but I mean, but but Terminator Two was the coolest movie we had ever seen at that time. And I'll tell you right now, it still holds up. You know, having listened to the, uh, a few of these, getting ready for this, I've I've noticed you could really play a drinking game for for this show every time i say something holds up or does not hold up take a drink <laughs> every time if you really want to get faced everybody every time chad or i say you know take a drink yeah terminator 2 uh amazing movie 1992 uh fantastic it was the at, at the time the highest budget uh for a film of all time oh, going sure. into that i think it was 80 million uh, close to 100 million if i'm not mistaken and the reason it holds up so well is A, it's a great script, B, it's very well acted and directed, and C, most of the effects are practical. When yeah. blows up, there's an actual explosion. See, this is what I hate about this over-digital age that we live in now. Everything is so fake, everything is so processed, everything is so pristine, it doesn't look real. When Arnold Schwarzenegger was standing up there shooting off that building at all of the cop cars with that minigun... It was mind-blowing. And then they really blew up that building. They really took a, a building that was scheduled to be demolished and blew it up with, like, seven cameras in the air. And that was an amazing shot. And by the way, I just really noticing it. Remember how there were all those cop cars out there and all those cops out there? Yep. Well, going back and watching the shot where they actually blow it up, you see, like, like it's like an empty parking lot. <laughs> yeah. You see just, like, a couple, like, regular cars in the shot. I mean, I mean yes, there's a few mistakes. They could have, like, I mean, airbrushed you know. in some regular, you know, well, yeah, cop cars. It would have looked fake. It would have looked fake. After they blew the building up, the, the first AD probably went f uh james um we forgot to get the cars back in there not just the practical effects the explosions and stuff but the stunts i mean some son of a bitch actually drove a motorcycle out of that window like a fourth or fifth story window into a helicopter is that did that really happen I, it wasn't a digital effect i know that much there's one shot that actually bothers me more than anything because you know we can't all just praise everything on the show you gotta you gotta talk a little sh what the shot the stunt double when schwarzenegger is chasing down uh the John motorcycle Connor, jumping off right the and it jumps off off into the into the ravine yes first off the one shot it's a point the next shot it's flat and then the stunt double that they put on there they held way too long on that shot and, and it's it in slow motion it's in slow motion <laughs> does not look like arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> at all like that's the one thing that every time it, i just ugh. oh part of that sequence though remember the this uh t t1000 
is driving the semi truck mm-hmm. and it's at one point smashes into a bridge and then explodes <laughs> when it smashes into the bridge you just see this really fake dummy and they're just like <laughs> why do they even have the dummy in there yeah um same thing with like uh, but but i mean that movie was just incredible in terms of the effects and and the one thing that doesn't hold up, take a drink, is uh, is the T-1000 effects with the liquid metal. A lot of that looks really good, but a lot of it doesn't. I mean, that's the only part that I think doesn't really... Yeah, but here, here again, it, it holds up. Because think about how ahead of the times that movie was in terms of, of special effects. And what's crazy is, sure, you can kind of tell there's a, eh, it's a little, okay, that looks like an effect, that looks like computer generated. But for the most part, you can tell that in stuff today still. So the fact that you can watch that movie... And only have to dis, dis, you know your mind only has to display so much and and it, you're still in the movie it holds you unlike the Matrix try watching oh, the Matrix today which was made eight years later revolutionized ten years of cinema and that movie does not hold up at all the compared effect, to Terminator no, it does too. not hold up at all in terms of effects and everything like that and it, it, you're right it was seven years later and it, and it just looked like crap compared to Terminator Terminator if, I think Terminator 2 is the perfect example of an action film mm-hmm. if you want to show somebody what an action film particularly from the late 80s early 90s that is the quintessential movie yeah Okay, so one of some of the stuff that's really funny. 1997 is the nuclear holocaust, <laughs> right? The, the opening sequence with the war against the machines in 2029—that is my favorite part of the movie. I, I love the lasers, all the all the T800s just without their skin on, just coming down. All the hunter seekers, those big tank things, I, the explosions. I, I love that. That yeah. is the best. Shit. Uh, ever I, I, it's amazing I, I wish you know they did um movies since then of the the future war and all that crap with they Christian have? Bale and no. Genesis yeah I don't acknowledge what? it what do you mean it, it was That's post 2000 <laughs> so so yeah absolutely I think the the that that stuff that is the coolest stuff but without question uh, of any of it. it you know there was some of that from the first movie too i love that when he he falls asleep and he's thinking he's thinking ahead and and all mm-hmm. the all the future war stuff circa 1984 and 1982 was by far the the coolest part of the movie i think well i think what's funny is in a weird way they're sort of locked in to that because now effects are so much bigger but you're kind of you're kind of locked into the whole simplicity of the t of the t800 you know just being just i can't believe i'm going to say this just a regular metal body with the endoskeleton over it it's so primitive as yeah. you know and if you really think about it they went way outlandish with all the other terminators but you were always sort of locked into the sort of base model that yes you would never have today still but the cool thing about it is they still make sure that they give truth to what the original designs were in the original models and that's cool it was such a great design too i mean it's a it's a skeleton metal skeleton with red eyes with laser cannons i mean it's it just it's hard to top uh okay so john connor played by eddie furlong who was an amazing character first of all i i looked at he's 10 years old 
according to the the the, the readout that the T one thousand looks at. He's ten years old, and it's like every kid's dream at the time. He's wearing he's got the dirt bike. He's wearing the Public Enemy shirt. He's listening to Guns N' Roses. He's hacking an ATM with a laptop. He's got that sweet bull haircut with the flip. He's he's got that redheaded kid with the the red mullet, redheaded mullet, and a jean jacket like cut off jean jacket vest. He's going to an arcade instead of school. Like that was my dream when I was that age. There was nothing else that you would rather be doing. You, like every kid in America wanted to be doing exactly just that, and then to have a Terminator friend. Like, come on. Like, he already didn't have a father. Yes. <laughs> you know? So, like, how amazing is that? Oh, this is my pet Terminator. Linda Hamilton is so badass and hot. I love her. I didn't really appreciate her when I was, like, you know, nine watching it, ten or whatever. No. It, it was amazing, uh, looking back on it as an adult, how, like, first of all, she's just so hot. She's got the, she's always wearing the tank top. The white one in the beginning and then like the green and black later. Her arms look f***ing sweet. And she's got that ponytail. And, and when she's all militaried out, she just looks badass. There, 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 to, there is no bigger badass woman, I think, ever than Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. Amazing acting. When she's in the uh, insane asylum at the beginning. And, and there's that amazing scene where she's like watching video of herself. I just got chills. Oh my god, it's so good! And then she, then she pretends to be like, "I'm, I'm all better now. I don't believe that stuff." And then flips out. I mean, the acting is. Oh, I'm getting chills. I mean, the the eighty. What, what's crazy is, you know, you know how like the first movie is always the best, and the sequel always kind of like, eh, it's not as great. I think this is the one time where where the sequel Terminator 2 is arguably the best of any Terminator movie period absolutely it's way better than 84 you know and it's obviously way better than the ones following I won't say way better than 84 it was just different but I like how they evolved Sarah Connor's character you know because in the first one she was sort of the 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 weak woman being hunted she was a waitress you know she's a waitress and I love how they just how they just empowered her I mean, they gave her the power. She went from like just a waitress to like the biggest badass woman on the planet. And that's cool. And was leaps and and bounds ahead because now we have female characters and all kinds of stuff like power characters and then they're great. So it's a very serious, intense action film, but it's got all these light moments too. Like when Arnold walks in naked to the bar and kicks everybody's ass. And he's playing bad to the bone when he comes out. I need to close your boots on your motorcycle. And it's just, it, there's just light moments. There's the moments where uh, John Connor's teaching him how to be a human being mm-hmm. and how to smile and how to interact and all of that stuff. It had both. You know, eight, the, the original Terminator, it was really for like adult men. Dark. And dark violent. And, and violent. But Terminator 2, it brought the family aspect into it, it brought a kid into it, it but it kept. The, it kept the action up, but it also had a little bit of fun, a little bit of a little bit of light moments, like you said, and that's awesome because it became again a very well-rounded movie that could appeal to many people. There was not a teenager in this in this country who was not like, "I want it, Dad, take me to this movie. I want to see this movie." There was. 
ton. It's by no means a family film because there's so much violence, like well, yeah. the knives going through people's faces and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and when she goes after to kill uh, the dude in front of his family, um, Dyson, Dyson, yeah, like that's pretty dark. I like that father son dynamic. I didn't really pick up on that so much as a kid, and I really like the fact that you know his mom is screwed up and kind of alienated. Mm-hmm. She's not close to him. She yells at him after he saves her. He tries to get close with her and she kind of pushes him away. And then he really bonds with, because he never knew Kyle Reese, like as a kid, obviously. No, I know. I mean, as arguably with me being much older than you and a lot wiser, (laughs) I I caught on to that very early on. But uh, it, it was, but it was more because like, how cool would that be? It didn't matter that he was an adult. When we were kids, he was cool. He was a Terminator. He was badass. John Connor is somehow able to open the super secret locker with the key to get into the super secret dual control locker by using his ATM hacking laptop. (laughs) Dyson, the guy who invented it, can't get into it. But he's like, oh, I can get into this. It just hooks up his little laptop with a little card. I'm sorry. John was not that smart. He was a punk kid hacking ATMs. There's no way he was able to just immediately get in there and be like here i can do this click 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 boom in i love that scene i love that scene where the, the guy in the helicopter goes he's got a minigun and he just just shoots everybody all the cars and everything like that and then scans everything and it's a zero zero 0.0 fatalities which i always thought that was so cool because john said don't kill innocent people yes it was a call back to earlier where he told him not to kill anyone and and, and that was just an amazing sequence yep here's another nitpicking thing uh, Dyson gets shot. He's holding he's holding the detonator thing and he's like I don't know how much longer I can hold this and the SWAT team goes fall back fall back Why didn't they f-ing take it from him? <laughs> what? And, and the thing that he dropped yes. hits the other thing that actually detonates the bo- You could have walked up and just grabbed it from him and it would have been fine. <laughs> no sense at all. And he's sitting there <laughs> Clunk. (laughs) You had all this time in the world to just go, Dyson, let me take that. Thank you. They're SWAT team bomb squad guys. It's their job to risk their life, right? Like, they just left and let the whole place blow up. There's zero casualties, so who cares? (laughs) What are the chances that a T-800, a T-1000, a liquid nitrogen truck... At a, at, a, at a metal place burning things would all happen to be in the same place at the same time with John Cotter. I mean, what are the odds? The part where the T-1000 freezes in the, in the liquid nitrogen and then Arnold says, hasta la vista, baby, shoots him and shatters him into a million pieces mm-hmm. only to melt and reform. Yep. Was that the dumbest f-ing thing in the world? Shouldn't he just left him frozen? Yeah, but if you're frozen, he would have still thought out eventually. Eventually, but you can get away. Yeah, but you slowed him down. It wasn't about getting away. They needed to end the movie somewhere. He needed to kill him. Yeah, but they were... And they, they slowed were... him down. They slowed him down that way. That wasn't the dumbest thing in the world. Okay. It I'll... bought him time to get further ahead. So by the time he came back together, they could... Yeah, push I, him off into the into the, the the melting pit. I would buy that, except for the fact that they literally just stand there and watch it reform. They don't run. They sit there and watch it melt and reform into a pool. And that's when 
the T-1000, as cool as it is, is pretty ridiculous. Like, this machine that can be all these different pieces and liquid metal and, like, where and the circuits, how does that all work? Yeah. I mean, come on. That's that's kind of a little bit. But was it not cool as sh- Why does he tell Sarah Connor to call for John? He later copies her and goes, John, John, and gets him to, why does he, why doesn't he just kill her right there instead of being like, call to John, I know this hurts. Because he's, he's pissed. He's torturing her. He can't be pissed. He's a machine. He you just, said that with a real hint of like cockiness, like how <laughs> smart you are. His death scene is so dramatic and overdone, I would say. Where he's flailing around going, <laughs> turning into all the people that he's been. And it just keeps going and going and going. Well, again... I never said it wasn't too long of a movie. You could have cut 15 minutes out of the theatrical cut and still been okay, let alone the other 20 minutes they cut out of the director's cut. The ending overall is great. The whole part where he lowers himself into the liquid metal and and has to terminate himself and don't go, I order you not to go, and and is crying because he's his father figure and his friend. I wish it would have ended with the the screen flickering. You see the T-800s like point of view and then mm-hmm. it shuts down i think it should have just ended right there instead yeah, you, of going into the narration yeah you didn't need to go back to the narration and then winding down the road and all that kind of stuff it should have just ended there terminator 2 is just such an instrumental part of adam and chad's lives we this inspired us to to like film to really get into film like we said we played the tapes out you probably couldn't even watch it anymore we not only love this movie so much we remade it several times on vhs on chad's home camcorder we made terminator one two three and four all before all uh 1994 and earlier and chad of course played arnold because uh, he looked the most like a T-800. Yeah, I was always really disappointed that I couldn't make, you know, the scene when he rips his flesh off to show his, you know, his metal arm. We did that with tinfoil. I know, we did that with tinfoil. I was always sad that it didn't look better. <laughs> like T-2 got it a little bit better than we did, but, you know, whatever. Whatever.